Tottenham, stick it in the goal Come on Tottenham, the pace are bloody slow You are the first team, the last team my dreams have ever seen Put on that lily white and run on to that green White Hart Lane has seen its pain, it's had its loads of nights We fought our team through thick and thin and all those glory nights And when the game is done we'll sing a song and talk it out all night Hey, Come on Tottenham, stick it in the goal Come on Tottenham, don't be so bloody slow You are the first team, the last team, my dreams have ever seen Hi, it's Season 5, Episode 12 of the Tottenham Hotspur Family Podcast Joining me this week, John Steggles from Merchester Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, good day. And making his debut, um, listeners, or some of our listeners, if, if, if you're active on Twitter, would know him by his Twitter handle, which is at I know Alan Gilzine. Um, Gilly from Italy. Hello. Hi, Gilly. Um, right, um, it's the first time on the podcast, and as with any new guest, um, simple question, how did you get bitten by the Spurs bug? Well, I suppose it starts early 70s, I suppose. That's when I first started to get interested in football. And as, as we'll all know, Spurs were a really big deal then. And on telly a lot, you know, it's not like now, you know, it's just highlights and stuff. Uh, but mostly then a workmate of my dad, who's a season ticket holder at Spurs. I know he used to send me programs occasionally and then started to go up with him a couple of times a season, either with him or my dad. So so that's sort of what, what really bit bit me okay um wolves yesterday uh let me come to john first um why and why 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 do we make difficult work for for ourselves is that just part and parcel of being a spurs fan um yeah i think watching spurs takes more out of your life than a packet of fags these days that i had my heart in my mouth my hands over my eyes crossing my fingers striking my lucky rabbit's foot all the way that that second half was amateur hour it was like watching an under 11s game at points always should have been comfortable three nil up getting in front and then we stopped playing where's the game management where uh, i know we lost dembele early on and that's gonna cost us some problems but again uh, individual errors costing us and making us a lot worse than look a lot worse than we were that second half was a horror show they, I mean, it, like they had a, they had a, they had a chance which um, where where uh, they went through on goal and Lloris came out now at the angle and and um, the guy didn't manage to score and they had they had a, a goal in the first half uh, 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 ruled out. Um, uh, it could have been completely different, you know. It it, it was we, we were holding holding on to it at the end and we could have it could have proved some of those. Those errors um, could have proved costly, and we could have ended up with with, with only a point. As it was, we won. Um, individual errors, once again, as you say, um, seem to be causing us problems this season. Before we sort of discuss those um, those moments of, of the game, um, some positive signs from 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 yesterday. I thought, you know, first half and up until the point at which we scored our third goal in the second half, we seemed to be a lot. Better going forward, Spurs of old, and and at two nil up, I, I really believe we were going to get a third, which we did, and I, and I thought we were going to get a fourth. Um, and I, pre- I think I predicted four nil on the last pod. Um, so I think up until that point, I think we looked we looked good going forward. Um, the second goal, um, well, firstly Lamelo's goal, 
perfect execution. But but the second goal, um, I've, I've seen that back today on TV, and it's quite a few passes, a lot of good movement. Um, fantastic goal. That's surely the Spurs of old. Um, the in terms of Wolves and their comeback, um, I thought that aside from the individual mistakes that that, that we made. Um, I thought Wolves, right from the outset, um, were in our faces. They were they were pressing. They they we've got to give them some credit. Surely, I think they they um, not they deserved anything from the game necessarily. But I, I think I don't think they're a poor side. I think they'll they will they will stay up this season. I don't think that there's any danger of them going down. Um, and also, this was a Wolves team who um, a few months ago at home managed to get a point against Man City. So. Um, wasn't too bad. Um, there are there are some positives from from yesterday. Um, Gilly, what's your take? I th- I thought we played well at times up for about an hour, but I, I have to say I thought we were very clinical as well. You know, to be three up, I don't know if we you know perhaps created enough to be three up in a normal run of a game. But uh, I have to say I've seen Wolves a few times this year, and I, I wasn't overly surprised at you know how how decent they were. They're a really good side and. One of the worries I had going into it is that I think more than any team I've seen for a long time, they look to get the ball wide so early, so often, and you know, to, which leads to overloads in wide positions. And our fullbacks are struggling a bit mm. this year, and uh, so I wasn't I wasn't at all surprised that they gave gave us a hell of a game. Really, I I think they're a very good side. Certainly, I really do. I think but we so. were clinical, and yeah. we would like to say the goals we scored were. You know, they were lovely goals. They got some really lovely goals, which was fantastic. Certainly, second half, I think they, they, they I was with um, uh, David Fonell of this, of, of this parish, this podcast. Um, we were watching the game at, at Molyneux, and, and, and he made the point that second half, they, they certainly exploited that, and they were they were um, taking the ball out wide and and yeah, giving our fullbacks a bit of a problem. Um, let's talk about those. Um, those goals that we conceded um, first, John. Um, the first one, obviously, Foyth conceded the penalty, um, and he conceded the second penalty as well. But was he at fault for, for both goals? I mean, I, 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 I looked it up. I thought, I thought Trippier had a hand, and I would. I'd say both of them stem from uh, Winks losing a pass in midfield or losing the ball in midfield, and then Winks, uh, and then Trippier um, hanging Foyth out to dry. I, I can't. I mean said it in the last pod that Foyth will probably have one bad game and then get um, held abuse but I'm not I can't I can't fault him I think the second one I, I've seen those not given and I've seen those slide that was a marginal call but the first one was definitely a pen but I think he was he was hung out to dry a little bit for both of those um, I, I can't blame him that much at all but one of the things that led to those was the game we're talking about game management when you're in that position and you're getting hammered you need to keep a formation and keep your positions and a calm head. And all I saw in that second half was Sissoko, who had a good game, by the way, just bombing forward and leaving Winks a bit isolated and mm-hmm. on his own. So uh, there's a lot of things that contributed to that, to be fair. But I think, yeah, Trippier uh, at three nil up, you try and not make your man. What was he trying to do? A FIFA challenge or something? Uh, you know, at nil nil, he wouldn't be trying that. It's getting a bit cocky. Game management, keep your head. Just who, you know, 
that's that's what it was. Where where do both of you stand on on, on Trippier? I've I've heard a lot on social media recently. A lot of our fans calling him out. Um, I've I've heard I saw somebody tweet the other day that he's one of the worst fullbacks, um, worst right backs we've had in in a number of years. Um, obviously that person hasn't seen the like likes of Dean, <laughs> Dean Austin and various others. Uh, no, is it no power? Paramount. Paramount. Par- oh, Paramount. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, I could, I could, I could, I could go on. Um, yeah, he was at fault, or he had a hand yesterday, and he was certainly at fault on 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 Monday. Um, but I, I, I mean, some of the criticism seems a li- little harsh, and, and you have to look around at, at the alternatives. I mean, is, is Aurier really ready to, to step in? Is Walker Peters? I, it's good. I, I'm a big fan of Walker Peters, but. He had two fantastic games last season in in the league, where he was man of the match. He just hasn't played enough, really, for us to make um, an assessment on him. Uh, and Uriah, I, I'm not convinced by. So I don't I, know. Last time Uriah played, I thought he did all right. Um, and I know he's injured, and maybe he's working. I don't know if he's fit or not. Oh, he's working his way back in, but maybe he's got a little way to go to prove he can he can. He can be trusted there, but I thought he played well, Oria, like before he went off injured. Yeah. Can I? Can I butt in? Uh, it comes at you fast, life, doesn't it? It was at National Hero three months ago, Trippier. Mm-hmm. True. Yeah. I, I must say, he, I, I, I think he, you know, for the last two years, you know, even when Walker, even at the end when Walker was playing, and he still came in, you know, because he rotated. He's had an awful lot of good games. He's had many, many good games for us. Yeah. Um, but he's he is struggling at the moment, and. As, as John was saying, that a beggared belief that um, that nu- attempted nutmeg. I mean, it's going towards even if he'd got the nutmeg, it was going towards his own area. I mean, it was just ludicrous. He'd done so well to get in front of his man there from behind because he's not. We're obsessed with pace, aren't we? we have, we've been so spoilt with Walker and Rose. He's not slow trips. I mean, but he's not. He's not Walker. I thought he did so well to get in front of his front of his man there, and then he goes and does that. It was unbelievable. Aurier, I think, has. I was one of those who, at the end of like, if he had, if we'd done to him what we've done to Janssen, I wouldn't have complained at all this summer. But he, when he's played this season, he does seem to be coming to terms to terms with things. I, like you, I like Walker Peters. I've got great hopes. Fantastic if we can get a, a young guy from the youth team to come in. He had one bad game at Newport, I remember last year, playing left back. Yeah. Otherwise, he, otherwise he's done really fine. And I thought he, I thought after initial tough uh, first half against Antonio. I thought he played well second half. Mm. You know, he came back into it. I, I I think it is probably, you know, I think Trips could do with a bit of a bit of a rest, but to say he's the worst <laughs> right back we've had would shake un- unfortunately I don't think that that's true. Yeah. It, was I, it was it oh, sorry, was it uh, uh, the formation we were playing because we were played with four at the back. I mean, he works well as a wing back and maybe pushed a bit four on, a bit further on with mm. three across the back. So maybe it was just playing in the back four that that, that exposed him a bit. Maybe that was it. Perhaps, perhaps. Um, I mean, we've got lots of games now ahead, particularly over um, over, over over Christmas. And, and one of the things Pochettino has done um, in, in the last few years, um, notably over that Christmas period, is is to rotate the fullback. So. I'm sure Aurelio will get a chance, and then I think some of those Spurs fans. Look, if he gets a chance, that will mean that Trippier will get a rest, and maybe he can regroup and come back and and uh, cut out some of those mistakes. Um, but also, 
it's, it will provide an opportunity for Uriah. And if, if Uriah takes the opportunity with, with both hands, fantastic, all well and good. If he fucks up, um, then all these Spurs fans just writing off Trippier and just assuming that Uriah is going to come in, it, it makes a mockery of that of that of their claim or their their, their assertion. It, it's too often in football a player has a bad game, and it's like right, he's got to be dropped and so-and-so has to come in and it's just it, it's assumed that the player that's going to come in is going to do that much better it doesn't always work out that way so we'll have to see I mean I, ho- I hope if Aria is, is called upon he he does a good job um, uh, and uh, yeah but we'll, we'll see what happens there um, Foyth I read somewhere I think it might have been ESPN I think they had marked Foyth down as a 4 out of 10 I thought uh, you know he, he made two mistakes uh, the two penalties, I thought it was the, the second one, when I saw it in real time, I didn't think it was penalty, personally. I, I thought it was a bit soft. Having seen it again, it was, it, it was fine. It, it was a penalty. I, I, I don't, I, I've got no arguments there. But aside from those mistakes, I thought he had a decent game. I think four out of ten was, was, was a bit harsh. Maybe they marked him down for a couple of penalties. Mm. Um, I uh, thought he did well. I thought he did well. I did too. I mean, I'm sure they did. Mark. I'm sure you're right, John. They, they did mark him down for the for, for the penalties. I did think they were they were both they were both penalties. Some of his passing into midfield is just fantastic. You know, so it was really really good. You've got to keep you've got to keep um, faith with these guys. He's 20. He's just had two games. You know, they were a bit rash, but you know he's going to learn. I did see an interview with Pochettino on on some on the internet today where he's saying. He was smiling, saying, "Well, I've played in that position. I know, you know, I know what it's like. You know, you just uh, you're just a, a half a second out, and it, it, it's a penalty. You know, but I, I, he looks very promising to me. I'm, you know, we came through it. We won. Maybe, you know, maybe you know he can learn from that. It hasn't been too costly in the end, but uh, I thought he played really well. You know, generally. Mm. In terms of mem- memorable debuts." It's one that won't be forgotten. Uh, to give away two penalties and still win three-two. Yeah. You know, it can he can only go upwards from there, really, can't yeah. he? Um, he looked a bit shell shocked at the end, though. His face looked a bit. He looked a bit ashen. I thought at the end. Welcome to the Premier League, son. <laughs> Welcome to the Premier League. I think it's encouraging that if you go back a week ago, if you're one for if a week ago, and you compare where you are last Sunday. To where you are now, even though you've 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 been involved in a game, albeit one that we won, but you've given away two penalties. I think you're in a much better position now, a week on, um, as a footballer than you were a week ago, because you've a you've been involved um, in a he was involved in a cup tie in the middle of the week and he, and he played played really really well, so that that's good. Um, he was then called up in the Argentina squad along with uh, Lamella. That's good. Nobody ex- really expected him to start yesterday. Although I suppose if you think that given that Sanchez, Davison Sanchez played Monday and then again Wednesday, and we've got Tuesday uh, PSV, it made sense to 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 to, to rest him um, and give Foyth that opportunity. His first Premier League start. He's now got that experience under his belt, um, and including the mistakes that he's made, and I think that will allow him to push on from here. Um, if he if if another week in one fourth's um, career had gone by where he wasn't involved in in either of the either of those games, particularly the Premier League game, where's the progress as a footballer? You know, you'd be looking at it. You'd be thinking, where am I going to get that first opportunity? Where am I going to get that first Premier League opportunity? Um, and and he's he's had that now. And as, as I said, I personally I think he he started off well, and and those mistakes are ones which hopefully he will learn from and 
uh, I think it actually highlights the depth in our squad in that centre-back position that, we, that we've got Jan, we've got Toby, we've got Sanchez and, and now Foyth hopefully is the one that we can start to bed in and, and give opportunities to and uh, and have that confidence that in the future um, if we need to call upon him he can, he can come in rather than completely from the cold. Well, I mean, he needs to learn, doesn't he? He can't keep doing that. And either he does or he doesn't. Mm. He's certainly got the talent to do it. And he's got the manager who, you know, who's not just a brilliant manager, but has played that position up to the highest level. So if he, I, 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 I'm not too I'm not too worried. He looks he looks a real prospect, I think. And, you know, they've all given them away. I, I remember seeing Beckenbauer on the, he's like lying on the floor in 1975, actually rugby tackling someone who was running past him when he, when he played England, and that's Beckenbauer. They all, we all forget, I think, you know, everyone makes horrendous mistakes, and I didn't think they were horrendous mistakes yesterday. It was just, mm-hmm. It's just a half a second or, you know, nanosecond out, you know. But like everything, like you said, someone that I can't remember which of you said it earlier, it's like crossing the Rubicon every, every game these days, isn't it? You're either tosh or you're brilliant, you know, and it seems to especially on social media, but not just social media. You know, people are either brilliant or they're not. And that old adage about you're never as good as when you're not playing is uh, is certainly true. <laughs> yeah, that's very, very true. Very true. <laughs> Should we talk about Lamella? Um, that's, I think, eight goals now in 12 games um, in, all, in all competitions. Um, contrast that to two years ago this time when his injury uh, nightmare started... Contrast that to a year ago when he just he was just about returning from injury. I think he yeah it was November last year. I think against Leicester he came on um, from the bench to where he is now. Um, he's 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 on fire. Not just his, his goals. Well, his his goals obviously stand out, but his general all round play. He, he seems to be a vital cog. Yeah, I'll, I'll agree with the official man of the match rating. I think he was man of the match. Loris made some good saves in the second half to keep us in it and ran him close. Even Sissoko would have been in consideration apart from leaving Winks exposed. But yeah, he's uh, he chased down every ball, every ball, and he he was fantastic. I, I don't want to say it, but you know he's a replacement of some of the the fast, speedy players, direct plays that we had. Uh, but yeah, very good, very very good. His first goal. I mean, the, the execution. I thought. I thought just the one-two. I think it was with Trippier, and then when he went through on goal, um, shot with his weaker foot. Um, you could say the goalkeeper maybe was suspect for for, for that one. Or could, could have done a bit better, but fantastic, right place, right time. Yeah, yeah. No, he's. Uh, it's good to see him back. I worried when he was injured, and we may have never seen the best of him. But I think may, maybe this is we we got the best of him now, and maybe he'll. Carry continue and carry on through the season for us. Mm. That second goal, I mean, he chased it down and won a ball he had no right to win in in midfield for the ball to go then go forward. I think to Winks, he sort of ran behind and slid in, got the tackle, and that's what he gives you. I mean, I I I was so excited when we signed. I mean, living in Italy, he was at Roma, who just looked twenty years of age. He just looked fantastic. And I was so excited when we uh, when we bought him. And he he's a bit of a different player now. I suppose the injuries have, uh, are an effect of that. You know, he's not a wide player coming if off anymore. He looks in the last few weeks, when the uh, last few games when Ericsson's been been out, you can see that centrally he sees things. He sees angles. He doesn't always make them, but, but you know he sees them um, really well. I think things that people don't that certainly I don't see, but you know even other players don't see. Um, so you know I've 
I'm a big. I've always been really, really hopeful for Lamelo, and then obviously he's had terrible injuries. I mean, they're just really shocking injuries. He's still only 25, I think. Mm. You know, it's incredible, really, he's a fantastic player. I think really, really good. It doesn't always come off, but like they say, that that's why the when people say, "Oh, the final ball's not so good," yet, well, that it's the hardest one to play. You know, that's why. That's why partly. But yeah, I mean, it's fantastic. What, how and the the mental strength he's shown since he came back at Leicester when he came on at Leicester and set up that little slide rule pass for Harry to bash in, you know, it's just fantastic. I'm so pleased for him. It's fantastic. We had a question um, around yesterday's game from Mark Stoll. He said, good saves from Hugo again, but uh, in the end, they were good saves. And I think he, he, he kept us in um, the match at a few, few points. Um, but his awful kicking came back with a vengeance. Is it time to look elsewhere? Well, he is still worth anything. I mean, this has been a sort of ongoing uh, thing with the pods, this podcast this season, also to some degree late part of last season. Hugo keeps coming up, you know, does he need to be replaced, that sort of thing. Um, Mark makes a good point, though. Is it Would it would now be the right time to move him on, given that he has some monetary value that he... Mm, might not or have less of a value in a, a year or two from now as he's older and performances dip further. Could I say you could take the player out of that equation and you could refer to any Spurs player with that statement that you've just made? It, it doesn't matter. Week, week, like, no, week in, week out, there'll be one player that we could say that or two players or three players that we could say that about. Dembele as well. Have we, have we, will he ever start for us again? Um, yes, we need an upgrade. Is the is the shorter bit? I think yes, we do. I mean, you can unless you're willing to pay sort of near Allison money. It's hard to see who who, who you can upgrade him on because he's still he's a fantastic shot stopper. I, I I don't know. I can't remember. Maybe I maybe missed it. There was one I think went out. I don't think he was dreadful, his kicking. Yeah. But he's not going to get any... I don't know. I'm sure he's been training for five years with his kicking. I, I wonder if it's gonna, if it's ever going to get that much better. We, we, you do. You can always upgrade everybody, can't you? That's yeah. the, I, I, if anything, I think his kicking's improved over the last couple of weeks. Well, there you go, oh. then. You know, his shot st- stopping's still tremendous, I think. Yeah. I mean, he ke- he did keep us in, that, in, the, in the second half, no doubt about it. And I also I, I called three two last week on the podcast as well. That was my prediction. It's but I didn't, and I didn't envision it like that at all. <laughs> <laughs> Would um, I mean it, we were funny enough that the the, 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 the the price thing you mentioned with um with replacing Laurie, David and I were were, were, were uh, talking about this, and, and David made the point that you, you know if you want to replace, if you want to replace a keeper of that quality, a top keeper like Lloris, um, you, you only have to look at Chelsea this season when, when they got yeah. when they got rid of well, sorry, when, when Coutinho moved on to, to Madrid, or when Liverpool <laughs> needed to get a better goalkeeper than Carrius and and Milne. If you want a top keeper, yeah, you've got to pay whatever it is, sixty seventy million. Um, I think Ch- Liverpool did that with Allison, and, and Chelsea did that with with the keeper whose name escapes me at the moment um, short of si- fi- si- finding somebody that nobody has heard of and it's a young up and promising keeper uh, you're going to have to pay big big money really um, and we have a top keeper still he's only 31 he is still hmm. a top keeper you know I, I think there are other gaps we need to plug beforehand myself I, th- I think that um, I like 
I think I said this on the last podcast, I like Jordan Pickford. Now, Everton aren't going to send him to us at this point in time, even if they were, he's going to, he's going to cost a ridiculous, ridiculous amount of yeah. money. Let's just say 50 million for the sake of argument. But I would like a player like Jordan Pickford at the point at which Everton bought him from Sunderland. So that point when he's perhaps less established as a, as a, as a star, uh, when, when maybe some clubs are not willing to take that punt on him. Um, you know, it's similar to the way we, we went and signed Michael Carrick from a different position. We, we, we went and signed Michael Carrick from West Ham and then two years down the line United played big money to, to, to sign him from us. Um, we were willing to risk his perhaps a little... We were willing to make that investment early on on a young player who was playing at the time I think they, they got relegated and, and they were in the Championship. Um, we were willing to, take, to 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 make that investment early on. United actually waited for him to become an established Premier League player um, with us. Uh, okay, he had a few years in the Premier League with West Ham before that. Um, we need to almost be, if we're, if we're not willing to pay the big money, we're all, we've got to be willing to to, to go there that. Bit earlier, a bit like we did, we did with Deli Ali. That's really difficult to find those players. Um, just to throw, throw some names out there, the, the one I like, um, and I think I, I might have discussed this offline at some point with you, Gilly, was the goalkeeper at Ajax. Yeah, uh, I, I saw him against Bayern. Yeah, he looks good, crazy. He looks a bit, <laughs> he looks a bit, you know, a bit of a character. But yeah, we, we need we need more characters. We haven't got enough. Of them. We need more crazy in the team. He's a Get real character. <laughs> Uh, the one I'd like is, uh, or uh, take a punt on, is Nick Pope at Burnley. Yeah. Um, that'd, be, that'd be one I'd, I'd, I'd definitely consider taking a punt on, I think. I think if you could get someone, maybe Nick Pope, say, or you could get Pickford and they could come and stay for a season under Lloris. But I don't think goalkeepers like Pickford or Pope, and you've always got the English player premium on those in terms of money, whether they want to do that anymore. I don't I mean, I don't know. I, I, like I say, I'm I'm happy with Lloris. I'm, you know, I think he's had a very difficult season for lots of reasons, as you know, you've said on the podcast and has been said everywhere else. But you know, I thought he was terrific last night, and he came out he came out a couple of times to punch, um, and one towards the end as well. So his yeah. time was better than it's been in recent weeks. He's kicking okay, but there's lots of them are not amazing kickers, mm. you know. There aren't that many who they're not all Edison. Very few of them are, are Edison. I'd, I'd still, I'd still rather someone who's you know was a brilliant shot stopper than a, you know than a brilliant. Of course, if you want everything, but like you say, like you and Dave were saying last night, you gotta you gotta pay the money. I don't yeah. know whether we can or will at the moment, and I, I'd, I'm not in any rush to get rid of Lloris at the moment. I must. Um, so the win yesterday it leaves us now with with Arsenal and Liverpool drawing it leaves us one point ahead of Arsenal so we're, so we're fourth that's good um, and we're only three points behind Liverpool having played eleven matches that's still eight wins out of eleven that's that's still pretty impressive for, from us so three points behind Liverpool in second uh, looks like it's going to be five points now but or the five point lead that City had over us. Uh, going into yesterday's games is, is going to be maintained. They're, they're winning handsomely uh, home to Southampton. I don't think any of us expected anything less. Um, and we're level on points with Chelsea, who play later today. Um, we have Palace next in the league on 
Saturday. Um, that's the last game before the international break. How do you, how do you gents see that game? So it's always di- the last two seasons have been very difficult going to Sire's Park. We're narrowly winning both games 1-0. Last season we left it very late. Do we expect that it's going to be just as difficult or are we going to be a little bit more expansive and it's going to be more of the Spurs that we saw in the first half yesterday? Well, what's Crystal Palace's form like? Uh, lost, drawn, oh, one, drawn, lost, 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 drawn. So they've won one game in their last six, um, lost three, drawn two. So on that kind of form, we should be beating them, seeing as we, you know, you know, we've, we're not, we've won five out of the last six. Mm-hmm. Um, and despite a good performance against City, um, again, we've got a game midweek and then a game at the weekend. So that's going to be five games in 12 days or so. So fatigue is going to start to take its toll, however much we rotate. So I think Palace are going to be well up for this one. And seeing how we squeaked past them at the end of last year, I think I think it, I think well, I'm going to go for a, a draw. I'm going to go for a, a two-two. Okay. I think it's going to be. Re- I think it's going to be as difficult as it's been in the last two years. I think you know they'll make it very. They'll narrow the pitch and make it very tight and hassless all game again you, you know if we can get an early goal or you know relatively early goal it changes the whole thing but i i haven't seen them this year so I, <clears throat> excuse me i don't know how they're how they're playing but i know you know arsenal had to work really hard to win there i think liverpool had had, had to work really hard to win there are we at home or away i'm, I'm assuming away yeah yeah um you know so i i think it'll be really difficult again a bit like wolves they don't probably not going to carry that much of a goal threat he says famous last words but you know, I think we'll fi- we'll find it hard to break them down. I think they enjoy these games when people like Spurs, Arsenal, Liverpool come. So even if they're not particularly firing, you know, they really enjoy these games. I think, and uh, and they'll be well up for it. I and these days, you know, a draw's a bad result for us, isn't it? You know, yeah. we are, that's the thing. You know, it's a bad result a draw. So if we get a draw there, we're going to be disappointed, whether rightly or wrongly. Mm. I think we're going to win one nil because we always win one nil, don't we? Recently. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I'm I'm going to go with that as well, probably one or two nil. But I think much will depend on um, the starting lineup because at the moment we seem to be certainly central midfield. We seem to be slightly decimated. Um, Dembele, um, obviously, the, the injury looked quite serious. He was holding his knee when he when he went down yesterday. Um, I'd imagine he's out for a while. Um, I'm not too. I don't think that's the end of the world because I think that that provides an opportunity for for Winks to continue um, in the team. I think where it will become an issue is if something, God forbid, happens to Winks, then we're looking really thin because Wanyama's out injured. And I think Dyer's picked up a knock and the the talk was that he would would be back, but not this side of the international break. Um, So that that would mean that our midfield would be somewhat lightweight, both firstly for PSV and then Palace. Um, so the, the rotating players in that central midfield position might uh, might not really be an option. It might place a lot of onus on Sissoko and, and Winks. And as you hinted earlier, um, John, I think Sissoko's probably best attributes of uh, bringing the ball forwards. Um, and when he does that, um, he does leave gaps. And I think that that puts a little bit of pressure on uh, on Winks. Who I thought I thought he did well yesterday. And I, I thought when 
he did look southern and he just looked a bit exposed sometimes and that, that was through no fault fault of his own he needed somebody alongside him um yeah. Yeah. it was a good point i think that john said he did get a little bit um isolated yes it went Sissoko's go because Sissoko makes these great runs and then it's a bit you know variable isn't it what he's going to do with it and if he loses it then 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 you're in trouble i, I think he might be quite good against palace i think he might um, Sissoko, I think he might might suit us, but we've been worried about central midfield since the summer, and, and now they're all injured. So it's, mm. it's even worse than uh, we could have imagined. Have we got anybody to rotate? Um, <laughs> yeah, well, we've, uh, got, we've got Skip. Yep. Yeah. 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 I really, I, thought, I really wanted to see him come on yesterday. Yeah. I thought Sanchez looked completely lost when he was asked to go in midfield yesterday as well. Completely lost. Um, yeah, when when a, when Sissoko flaps his wings, it, it causes a tornado in South America. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, bless him. He was he was he was good yesterday. Can, can we mention Kane? who scored. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, like I said last week the clocks go back and he he, he scores. I think he'll go in a bit of a run now. Mm. Um, it, it's that time of year again. I've, I've got a, a question for you both. Kane has now scored in seventy-five different Premiership games for Spurs. Okay, out of those seventy-five, how many have Spurs lost? League games? No, they can't be league games. Seventy-five different Premiership games for Spurs. Okay. Out of those seventy-five games, how many of those seventy-five games that he scored in have Spurs lost? No idea. Um, Four. I'm going to say five. 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 Can can I come? Can I come back to you at the end of the pod? No, no, you can't. Higher or lower? Okay. Um, Because you're going counted. Higher or lower? Sorry, Gilly, what, what does he go for? Four, did you I say, or five? Five. Five, okay. Um, I'm going to go with three. It is three. Wow. wow. It's three. It's incredible. It is, yeah. 2.25% loss rate in those 75, those 75 games. That is amazing. Who were the three against? I couldn't tell you that. I ah. haven't got that. I couldn't tell you that. Okay. Um, but the, the, other, the other stat I've got about Kane is he's scored 38 goals in his last 38 away Premier League games. Wow. He's a phenomenal striker, and even, you know he hadn't scored for three games, and people were worried. Even not scoring for three games, he still has stats like that. It's it's phenomenal. His the power in his shootings back, isn't it? I yeah. Think. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Last two against City, even that one where he hit it and it went just over the bar. I think early on in the season, I don't know, it just didn't seem to be timing it well enough. But he's really hitting them now again. I think. Yeah, that like one he hit early that the keeper saved well, and yeah. that one that he curled yeah. in that the keeper put around. The, he he he's getting back to his best. It looks like to me. I think there were there was yeah there was those two shots yesterday from from distance. There was another one second half. I think we might have just conceded where he went through on goal, um, hit it pretty much first time, and the keeper saved. I think with his legs possibly. Um, I've I've only seen men in real time. They didn't repeat it on on match of the day, um, and his goal by the way. Um, that typical striker's goal, um, a good striker that is, and Kane is, is exactly that. Getting into the right position, um, connecting with the ball, keeper made a save, and then his instincts—he was just lightning, just getting, reacting to it, and then on his on his left foot, burying it in the net. And I contrast that with somebody um, like Janssen. I, I I don't think that's that's Janssen would have would have done that i don't think he would have gotten those positions at best he would have gotten a position keeper would have would have made a save but he wouldn't have got in on the rebound and scored um, he's the absolute business kane he, the way right he, he went in so many headers and holding the ball he's just fantastic player absolutely fantastic player this was another era when you know no one because these days 
people can't, uh, you know, they can't appreciate players from other other teams as easily. If this was from another era, you know, he'd just be he'd just be lauded so much more. You know, he's just fantastic striker. Absolutely, bring do everything. Just coming back to something you said earlier about Sanchez, um, John. I think that um, I'm more of a little bit dropped off at that that point and, and probably perhaps needed to to make that chi- change. I think a way for a defender to to come come off the bench, I think it's, it's that much more difficult um coming from the cold and uh you know d- uh, substitutes historically were players that are impact players that that come on. Um yeah, occasionally you might bring somebody to to hold a lead or, or to shore things up. But a defender, particularly in the old days when you only had two substitutions or three, and obviously now you've got a, a, a larger pool you're allowed to choose from I don't think centre-backs generally are great when they come in um, and he, he did look a little bit out of sorts when he when he came on I would have I really would have liked to have seen Skip and I think if we'd if we'd at 3-0 if we'd got that fourth goal and gone into it 4-0 rather than 3-1 3-2 I think that would have been a good, good certainly good opportunity to bring to bring Oliver Skip on and I, and I, I think given our injuries in that position, I think he will feature at some point. You know, even if it's coming off the bench against either PSV or, or Palace, because who else have we got that can play in central midfield? I, I suppose the only other options that have dropped Ericsson further deep, or, or Delhi, but neither of them are a sort of ball winner. I wonder if you could, if you went for a three in midfield, not in a two, but in a three, you could maybe even play Lamella in a three, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, if you're not if everyone's fit, but I mean, we're we're struggling, aren't we? For yeah. More bodies. <laughs> Does my memory does my memory is my memory playing tricks with me? Didn't Ali play in that deep lying role yeah. once or twice? Oh, I think yeah, Ali, yeah. Ali might be the better player because he's like, we said it last week. He's an unselfish player and he's very and he's highly creative. So I think he, if he plays in that role, he might be able to spray it around a bit more. But well, and, and he does he like play, John. Do you know what? Why didn't he play? He wasn't even on the bench, Ali, yesterday. Is he? Put, he had a reaction or? Pochettino said in the press conference afterwards that he was he was resting him right. um, with a view to uh, Tuesday um, and the fact that he played you know I think did he play a full ninety we started anyway against West Ham and he just, he just doesn't feel physically he's re- ready so he, he uh, I wondered he, if he got been injured again or felt a reaction no Sorry no no that's fine no I, I I fear the same thing but that's apparently what Pochettino said I think um, he would be a better I think John's right I mean yeah he. Fantastic player as well, and, and has played there before. But um, yeah, the, the only thing, worry. Yeah. yeah, the only thing is D- Delhi. Uh, he's, he's just not that. He's not a Dyer or a Wanyama. He's not somebody who can mm. get in, get stuck in with a tackle. But yeah, he can play. He has played. Certainly, st- I think he started playing um, when when he, when he joined us initially. He was playing in a sort of deeper role and break and breaking from from midfield. But um, I'll, I'll, I'll stop you there. Delhi loves a tackle. Delhi <laughs> absolutely loves the tackle. Uh, the danger is it gets sent off. I think it's more it's more the danger. Yeah. But, um, well, so, well, so does Lamella, but I, I, they, 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 they are, they are. Lamella likes to close people down and press high up the pitch. That they're not the sort of defensive midfield player sitting in front of a back four or a back three that that a Wanyama or a Dyrus. That no. that's where um, I think Skip. But he's too young, really. Skip can do that, and he's good on the ball. But he's just um... the only time I've seen Skip was the other night. That's it. so I don't. Can he? Can he play sort of holding? Is I mean, what sort of is he more like Winks as a playmaker? Or I mean, I don't. I'm not. I, really... I I saw him 
I know this isn't um, uh, it's against lesser opposition, um, but I saw him play a full ninety um, for Spurs against Inter um, in, oh. in, in 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 Milan. Uh, the uh, whatever it is, the the next gen match and yeah he, he sort of sits fairly deep he's he's good at breaking things up but but he's actually technically very good 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 on the ball um uh would you but... would you put an untried player in that position I, i'm not sure that i uh, yeah yeah Foy, Foy had a game before and well, it, you know we, we did with mason true this is true you know th- this is where i i, I wish we to, to quote pochettino about being brave i wish we'd be that little bit more braver and i think the problem is now we're we're at a stage as a club where we're in the Champions League. We're not. We're not that that team who was uh, uh, Europa t- or a team that was aspiring to qualify for the Champions League for the first time in a few years, and and who were in the uh, Europa League at the time. We could take more risks back then. Now I think Pochettino. I'm not saying that he's scared to to give youngsters a chance. Of course not. But I think we're more successful as a club, and like a lot of big clubs. That there seems to be a tendency for them to go for the easier option, to go for the established, and not take those those risks so so readily. Um, but injuries injuries might de- might detect that. Sorry to interrupt. No, it's right. They have to be better players now than when he first came, don't they? Mm. We, our levels risen exponentially yeah. you know, yeah. since then. So I mean, they have to be of of a level. Yeah, I mean, certainly, I don't know. PSV, you don't know what's going to happen. We seem to have blown the, the Champions League almost. But, um, yeah, I mean, I'd love to see. I like it when they play youngsters, I must say. And, and when Yama's so off the pace and we keep bringing him back from injury and he's still not with it, and then as soon as he's had a couple of games, he's out again, you know. So is it going to be any worse than, than that, you know? Um, I don't know. Talking, but... of, <laughs> talking of PSV, um, Gilly, you just mentioned them. Um, we, I think we John and I discussed them in the last pod. Um what are your thoughts on Tuesday and moreover do you think we can qualify for the Champions League or realistically looking at Europa League it's going to be so difficult isn't it I was just talking to my um, brother-in-law this lunchtime and I was saying really we I can't believe we haven't got six points you know that's so and Inter when they went to PSV they they won 2-1 they came from a goal behind and they, you know I've spoken to Inter fans who said oh, they were really fortunate to win 2-1 I thought PSV, I was expecting much more from them when we played there. Um, we, again, we threw it away. But uh, I think we can go through. You know, We have to win every game and hope uh, Inter slip up at home to PSV, which knowing Inter is not beyond the realms of possibility. But we look more like we're going to slip up again mm. rather than... Uh, Rather than they will, but we can certainly we can certainly go through. You've got to win them all, haven't you? And hope for a slip up. And we shouldn't be in this position. It's, I'm very I'm very cross about it. I think <laughs> it it goes back to go, goes back to that opening game of the San oh, I think I think Matt that unfortunately um, sitting so, in the bar surrounded by Interisti. It wasn't great. <laughs> I tell you, oh, oh, it, it goes back to what I said at the top of the show. Game management. Where's the game management? Again, we okay. we we're noses in front, and we just you gave up playing. Uh, with the Champions League, we're drinking the last chance saloon at the 11th hour while the dice rolls one last time. It's, it's, it, for another pun, it's make or break. We've got to win. We, regardless of what happens in other games, we have to win that game. And we're a little bit short in midfield. Uh, we really are. It's it's desperate times. It really is desperate yeah. times. I mean, what were your teams for? Who? Right, so Hugo in goal. 
Oh no, Hugo's uh, banned, be. isn't he? Yeah, yeah so it's, it's going to be Vorman goal because so Casemiro's. Yeah. Right. So Aurea Sanchez, uh, Toby Davis. Uh, he's going to have to go with Davis. We don't really have any other options. Rose, left back. How, how far is Rose? To I, I think he's still as far as I know. Let, let, he's still not. He's still um, what's the word? Rehabilitating or recovering or whatever. So, so it's going to be Davis on that basis. Uh, right. to, Toby and Sanchez, and then yeah, the right back, Trippier or, or Aurea. Bearing in oh, mind we've oh, also got, got we've got Palace on. I'd go with Aurea. If he if he yeah. if he plays Trippier, if he plays Aurea, then that gives him a rest for for the weekend. If he plays Trippier, then Aurea is going to play. I think he'll go for Aurea. I think he'll give Trippier. No, looking at those two mistakes, I think he'll give him a rest and it'll be Aurea. Uh, I'd go Aurea and I'd go Walker Peters on Saturday, on uh, the weekend. Okay, fair enough. I, I, I'm going to go the other way around. I'm going to I'm going to say that Trippier will start at right back on Tuesday, but he will go with Aurea. Um, on Saturday because of his pace uh, to combat Zaha um, and also uh, uh, Selhurst Park brings back fond memories for, for Uriah last season where he had that uh, triple um, <laughs> oh, throw, triple throw, throw in, triple throw oh. in. Yeah. Yeah. Good, good opportunity to redeem himself um, point about Zaha's pace that's... yeah okay so that's let's say that's our bat four um, right. for that game centre of midfield Soko Winks Ericsson Okay. Perhaps, yep. Yep. And then um, I would go with uh, Lamella, Kane, and then Son. Um, and perhaps put Ali in there if you've got Ali to change and bring in if he's if he's been rested. But I've got to say, Son was unlucky to be subbed as the sub. He didn't look happy. He no. really didn't look happy at all when he came off. But yeah, I'd go with Son, Lamella, and Kane up front. I think he was... I don't think Pochettino... Very rarely you see that in football sub getting sub, but I don't no, think there was yeah. any any reflection on, on on Son. I think that perhaps it, I think there was a reason he was on the bench, which was he played a full um, full match, started, scored two goals on on uh, Wednesday, and I think he was being rested with an eye to Tuesday in mind, and he, he came off the bench, but probably a lot quicker. He sorry, he came off the bench and 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 start and 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 into the action a lot. Quicker than um, Pochettino ever in, envisaged because of the because of the injury to to Dembele. So I, I suppose he got taken off with with a view for that game. I, I think I think he'll go with Son with yeah Ericsson, Winks, um, Sissoko, and then Son, Delhi, and Kane. And I think Lamella will probably not start, but will start at the weekend. Um, there's a great danger if we win that match. If we win that game, we're pretty much guaranteed that we won't finish bottom of the group. I.e., we probably set ourselves up to to go in the Europa. Yeah, yeah. Um, do we want to? Yes. Always. Always be in Europe. Always. We've got to be in there. Yeah, you're probably out. you're 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 right. Players want to play in there. If it was um, if it was like the group games, that's a different thing. But they're going to be knockouts. So uh, and again, you know, you want to give people like Foyth and Walker Peters and stuff. There are lots of win wins about being. I mean, it's a yeah. crushing disappointment, I know. But it, you know, it, it's it's a win win if you use it properly, even if you're not going to go and win it. But we can win it, you know. And it's going to be tight at the top this year. So it's another arm where we can get back into the Champions League. But I, I, I think we've got to be in it. 
I hate the format of that competition. I hate what they've done to yeah. it. I think there are, there are far too many rounds. I don't like the fact that Champions League teams can can, can drop yeah. out, drop out no, into I it. I, I think it's ridiculous. But and I don't like the whole Thursday Sunday thing. My, if we go into it and do what the likes of Chelsea and United have done previously, even to almost to some degree Arsenal last season, and actually go go all the way, get to the final and win it. Then it's a trophy. It's a European trophy, and it means we've qualified for the Champions League, regardless of league position. My only concern is that we end up not winning it, playing a few extra rounds that that are just going to be detrimental to our, our league form and and some of the other cup competitions we're in. Um, but uh, it, it it is what it is. We, we've got to go for hell for leather and, and and try to qualify for the Champions League, and. If we do that, fantastic. At least uh, and try to do that. If we don't, then at least we've tried, and then we'll, we'll drop out into the, into the Europa because those are the rules. Um, right, we'll take a few 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 questions in the second half of the podcast. But before we do, um, the Spurs ladies have been in action today. Um, they took on United in the top of the table. Uh, Man United ladies in the top of the table clash. Spurs ladies haven't lost any matches this, this season. Um, and uh, Bex will tell us how they did. Hey, it's Bex. So the girls played today, Sunday, the 4th of November. They played at Man against Man United, someplace up north, Lee. Anyway, it was a 12 o'clock kickoff, and that was our first loss this season. We lost 4 1. It's never nice to lose, but it is against a team of internationals, even though, let's be honest, they shouldn't be playing. However, still leaves the girl top, girls top of the league with two clear points, so that's not necessarily a bad thing. The girls don't have a match next weekend. Their next game is on the 18th of November at 1 o'clock. That's back home at Chesson and that's against Charlton in the league. So um, go watch them or look at their social media or something or please get involved. They are quite good. Um, anyway, that's me. I'm done. I am on Twitter at Bunches Bex. Cheers. Thanks. Bye bye. Welcome back to the second half of the Tottenham Hotspur family podcast. Thank you, Bex. Right. Um... Let's finish off with a few questions. Um, a couple of these we actually sort of touched upon earlier, but uh, Kent Goodrich, his, ha- his Twitter handle is at Kent Goodrich. Not a question, a statement. Trips has to be dropped. The occasional good ball in can't excuse how inept, his, how inept he is defending. Yeah, he, he I, I, like I'll drop. I'll play Ori in week against PSV and give him a break. I really would. I'd like... Gilly, you said he, he was a national hero for scoring that free quick um, uh, uh, during the World Cup, and he's just gone from hero to zero. But again, maybe, fast, like, yeah, <laughs> maybe maybe it's the formation. Maybe it's the formation. Yeah. I, I think um, I, I like John's uh, give him a break rather than dropped, and he has to be dropped. You know, I think that's a nicer way of putting it. He's just not playing well at the moment, and we've got a player who has. You know, has started to show some form and, and signs of uh, signs of coming to terms with everything here. And I think you know maybe Aria deserves a deserves a go, a run in the side. You know, maybe he could play uh, Wednesday and and Saturday. I don't know. We've got so many games coming up. There's going to be lots of opportunity. I, d- I sort of don't. I can see what Kent Goodridge means. You know, it's it, he's not been good for a while now. And yesterday, you know, it just beggared belief. As I said, as I said earlier. But uh, you know, I think he's still got got lots to offer. I think I think give him a break rather than mm. drop. <laughs> he's 
he's played a lot of football considering that not obviously been involved in the World Cup and then coming back. And if you recall, him and Toby didn't travel up to the San Siro. They weren't even they weren't part of the squad. And Pochettino says that they need more time. Um, they need a sort of different training program because they are, you know, that they've had a long World Cup and and we're trying to sort of condition them and to get back. Um, be you know and play regularly for for for, for the team, but we're just sort of managing that. So, you know, the, the, uh, he could be tired. I don't mean for phys- physically, but but mentally tired. And if you're sometimes sometimes if you're tired, you could be prone to make more mistakes. I, th- I think he's been a good player for us for a, for a long time. You know, does he deserve to be in the side at the moment? Probably not. You know, Aria probably deserves a chance. As I said, I would play Walker Peters Saturday, but you know then. You've got Zaha problem, haven't you? Because you know he could cause us lots of problem. I don't know how Pochettino manages it. There's so many games. I mean, I'm tired just watching them on on stream. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Like you guys going up and down the country watching them and stuff, and the players getting ready for them. I think the thing about tiredness. I think you're. I think you want onto something there, Jav. It's not just physical. You know, it is mental. You get keyed up for games. There are so many games at the moment. There's a lot of nervous energy when you're you know at their level you know when they're all sort of stamping their feet and their studs and everything people get really keyed up and i think you know may, maybe that's there's something in that that it's you know there's they've used an awful lot of nervous energy up and the world cup must be very draining uh emotionally and stuff as well and, uh, lots of our players are struggling either with muscular problems or you know have struggled during the season with with some problems around form you know because we're not playing really well we went yesterday to wolves and without Lots of key players completely. One going off after one minute. What Ericsson came on for a bit. We've won again. You know, as we did at Newcastle, as we did at Brighton, without being fantastic. You know, and I think we may just have to keep going like this for a bit away from home. You know, until I don't know, till some injuries clear up and maybe the fixture list clears up a bit. If it does, I don't know if it's. Mm. Going to. Okay. Um, I can't remember if I answered the question there. <laughs> well, 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 that's the whole point of this. We we get questions and then we never answer them. We just talk no, about no. We just yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, the trivial walk about. We're, we're top of the Spurs are top of the form table at the moment. Oh well. Um, uh, well, uh, saying that with Man City winning, they will, they'll edge above us. But we've you know we've won five out of six games here, and playing some of the worst football that we have for years. So yeah. that we can only we can only go up from that. We can only go up from that. The teams directly above us: City, uh, sorry, Liverpool and Chelsea have drawn three of their last five league matches. So they've dropped. Do I do the match break? Two, four, six, six points. City have drawn um, one of those games. They're involved in one of those. What concerns me is I think and I, I might have mentioned this on the last part of the pod before is that. If you look at Liverpool, the games they've drawn this season, they drew to they drew to Chelsea, they drew to Man City, they drew to Arsenal. They didn't make any ground on the on the on the teams in, in, around them in the sort of top five, top six. They didn't gain any ground. But they didn't lose any either. Sorry, against those teams that they're that, that directly playing. I mean, obviously that they, they would have dropped points, and, and some of the teams around them would have taken advantage of that. But they they they, they didn't drop any points to, to those teams. They got a draw. I look at us this season. Um, I know our form was was a lot worse earlier in the season, but we we lost we lost a game against Liverpool. We lost against City the other day. Um, a draw would have been perfectly respectable at this point in the season. 
um, and that slightly concerns me at the moment. But it, it's a lot of football to be played. Um, to see how things pan out. Um, question from Stephen Harris: Lamella is becoming a key cog in the Spurs' wheel. I feel we're finally seeing the real Lamella now. He's injury-free and happy on himself. Do you feel he'll carry on at this level, or regress a bit, or get even better? Uh, we said this is this is possibly the Lamella we bought from Roma. Yeah, and I think he'll carry on in this vein. I think once his tail's up and he's got the confidence in the form, I think he'll he'll carry it through. Yeah. And and going back to the last point, we Spurs normally do well going through Christmas into the new year and 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 maintain form and pick up points. It's been our best start to a Premier League, playing the worst football that we've had. And and Lamella is key in that and keeping that run going. And I I think it'd be crazy to. I think going back to the PSV game, I think whatever team he puts out will tell us a lot about where Poch's priorities lie. He <laughs> might have looked at this already and gone, it's a, it's a dead rubber, that's it, it's gone, and we'll see a, a completely rotated side. But we still have to win it. So we'll see if Le, if Lamella gets rested. I don't think Lamella will want to sit on the bench any point now going forward. He's hungry and he wants to get out there. I, th- I think I think I've hopes he's going to get even better. I think his decision making will get better. Mm. I think he, um, as long as he stays fit, that's the big thing for him now. It looks like we're going to have to. We seem to be managing three or four players, you know, in in the squad. I think he's still, you know, he he can see what he wants to do, but it's not quite com- coming off really with some of his passing and his link up play and everything. I think he's going to get better. Like, as I said earlier, I, I I agree exactly with what John says. I think he looks. A, Fabulous player, the, the player that we thought we were getting from uh, from Roma, and uh, when he was re- he re- it's hard to, you know, the, the last five years he's had at Spurs, or the last four years until the last sort of season and a bit, just how exciting, excited everyone was about him when he was at Roma. He really did look, and he was only twenty then, nineteen twenty. How how just tremendous he was. Totti saw him as his heir, you know, he looked very very exciting. Uh, I, he's he's definitely got. So much talent. He's got so much, you know, natural ability. I, I think he's going to get even better. The yeah. more he plays uh, with people, the, be- the better he's going to get. As long as everyone stays, the, the better he'll get. Because still, I think there are times when we're getting that final third still quite sloppy. I think we did it against West Ham as well. The last pass is a bit sloppy or they don't quite read each other's runs still because, you know, that's it's the hardest pass to play. But also, you know, we need to just take a bit more care over it at times. And I think... He's only 25. He's going to get. He's going to mature as a as a player. I think. I, and, I agree. With you. Go, Sorry, I was going to, just going to say the, the, the thing. Talking about with my co-coach for the under 11s this morning on the way to the game about Lamella and and Dave said he he's got a, a nasty streak and we've said it before. He has got a little snide nasty streak. He likes putting his foot in. He likes niggling players. He likes winding them up. And you know, it's somebody when he's playing for your side, you really, really appreciate them doing that. But when he's an opposition player doing it, you really, really despise them. He does that role so well for us, and I'm glad we've got someone like that. Yeah, I agree with you both. I think I don't can't see him regressing. I think he will continue to improve. Um, the extent to which he improves, I think, will uh, like with any player, but, but particularly one who's who's had a serious injury before. I think injuries and, and fitness will, will, will underpin that. And I think if, if he stays manage to, to to stay fit he will he will con- continue to make a contra- vital contribution and 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 improve further i think that there's a maturity about the way he plays now there is an end product um 
and he's asserting himself on, on, in, in games and uh, you know fans all fans I don't mean the ones who are necessarily pro Lamella but perhaps the ones who were who weren't big fans of him perhaps now are not starting to see that, that he's a good player and, and that he's uh, he has such a sort of positive impact on, on, on what we do um, goal final scoring is t- important he's got yeah. 15 or 16 goals at Roma in the last season you know and that's now come whereas before even up until this season, you never really saw him scoring. I never really saw him scoring many goals here. He looked, you know, but he's definitely got it in him, you know. Final two questions. In fact, just before I do those two questions, um, I wanted to mention this earlier, but uh, Sissoko, um, at the end of the match, he um, he, he came over, he took off his shirt, um, fans were, were singing, our fans were singing his name, and he, he gave his shirt to um, a... Uh, disabled person, uh, uh, Spurs supporter who, who was in a wheelchair, and I thought that was a, that was a really nice touch. And um, I mean, he's, he's really trying hard, and he's, he's trying trying his best to, to win over the fans. And uh, yeah, they're Good. nice fellas, aren't they? Our team, are, even even Lamella, when he's not clotheslining people or kicking them, in, you know, when he's interviewing stuff, they seem really nice fellas. I yeah. think, you know, yeah. seem nice people, <laughs> which is great. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. Final two questions. Um, David Fornell. Do we, as fans, melt down too easily? There is another team that has a say in how a result plays out, and we should pay them some respect, maybe. Meltdown? Us meltdown? How dare he say we meltdown? We don't meltdown. What's he talking about? Um, yeah, I, I think Wolves deserve credit for yesterday. They're, they're not a bad side. They're not going to go down this season. They play good football, and they should be given a lot of uh, plaudits for the way they came back at us. Definitely. Yeah, I think that's a really good question. I th- I think he's right, David. Yeah, I think we do melt down. I think don't think it's just us. It looks like every club's the same. You know, even some. I don't know about Man City, maybe at the moment, but most clubs are the are the same. I think Wolves. I've seen them four times now. I mean, last week they lost at the other week they lost at Brighton, but I mean they deserve to win there. I saw them against Man United. They're a much better team against them. Against City, probably City would slightly better, but you know they gave them a real game, and I think they're a really good team. I wouldn't. Su- surprise me people saying that they would come top 10 before the start of the season that wouldn't surprise me at all and I would say that in central midfield Moutinho and uh, Neves you know if you look at Winks and, and Sissoko I mean they're you know they're as I would say they're probably slightly better you know mm. they're really good side. they've got some really good players those wide players are really dangerous those fullbacks yeah I, I can see them staying around for a while I can see them with the money that's behind them and the seem to be quite a shrewd coaching team I could see them, you know, being a very tough team for the next two or three seasons. You know, football, who knows what's going to happen after, you know, half, six months is a long time in football. You know, so, but I, I, I think they're a really good team. And I think that's true. It's always that, it's eternal that, isn't it? You know, how much, if you play really well, people then say, oh, well, the other team are rubbish, you know. Or if the other team win, it's like, oh, well, we weren't very good, you know. And that's fair. We're supporters, you know, we're partisan and stuff, but... I do think that you know you can't you have to play against another team and and you know if they beat if they play really well you have to respect that I think you know it's easy for me to say that on a Sunday afternoon I wasn't saying that last night as we were you know looking like we were going to cave in but uh, yeah I think that's a really good question I think it's yeah. true I think it's true yeah there is another team involved and um, you've got to respect if you're playing a team like Wolves they they they're dogged they're, they're they're determined. They're 
they're they're a team that held Man City um, at, home, at, at, at uh, Molyneux earlier this season. They're, they're a decent side, I and mean, you've got to, you've got to respect that. If you're playing the likes of anyone in the top six, I dare I say, even I include Arsenal um, in that. Um, it's always it's so difficult to call. You, it can go either way. Playing a top team, and if you, if you lose, we lost to Man City, the champions. Play some fantastic stuff. We lost to them on 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 Monday. Now, yeah, maybe we should have got a point. Maybe you know Lamella shouldn't have leaned back, and um, he should have scored that goal, perhaps. Uh, but uh, and 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 we should have done, I suppose, better in terms of defending the goal that we conceded. But losing to, to Man City one nil at home is there's no shame in that. It, it, you've got to respect the opposition, um, it, and and that's we we do sometimes. Expect that any we we can just turn up and just just win matches at a canter and, and football's not like like that. In terms of melting down, um, I think I'm going to shoot my mouth off on this one. Um, football fans, um, they really sometimes do my fucking head in um, because I just find, and it's true of our fans, it's true of a lot of fans. I I just find that some some, and I'm sure it's a minority, but unfortunately they're quite vocal. Um, well, that magnifies maybe the the, the, the actual number that, that that think in this way. It can be quite irrational in in what they say. So I'll give you an example. Yesterday, the the second goal that we scored, Son's got the ball. If you if you recall, he cuts in, and the guy behind me is shouting, "Shoot! Shoot! Shoot! No, don't lay it off!" And I'm first thing that, at that point in time, first thing that went through my mind is there were several um, Wolves players behind the ball. The opportunity to shoot wasn't really on, okay. And if he had shot, it probably would have hit. It would have been closed down. If, if the Wolves players were, 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 you know, they had that many men behind the ball, and as long as they don't turn their backs and they do their job, they would have probably closed it down, and it wouldn't have gone anywhere. Um, second, he laid the ball. I think it was out to the right to Trippier, who then crossed and, and we scored. And those fans that are complaining about that, ten seconds later. <laughs> Yeah. That goal makes a mockery of what what that guy said. Or uh, towards the end of the game, okay, we're all sort of hanging on. We're all quite nervous. We're all sort of thinking we've got to we've got to hold on here for for for, for, uh, for the win. And and I understand that fans feel and say what they sorry they say what they feel. So if that's what they feel, that's what they feel. But you you had a scenario where t- typical um, like football fan. At a game, and they'll say, "Come on, Spurs, wake the fuck up, or wake up, Spurs." And and there was another guy that was using loads of expletives and saying, "Oh, you fucking can't sit that and the other. Come on, blah blah blah." And it's like those Spurs players. Um, I'm sure they don't want to. I'm sure Pochettino doesn't want to come away with, with with just a point. I'm sure the Spurs players are doing their utmost, even if maybe they're not trying. Maybe it appears that they're not trying or or, or whatnot. Um, they they would be as disappointed as anyone, more than the fans, arguably. It's their job that they're professionals. They go out there, and if if they had come away, and what Wolves had scored a goal late on. Um, They'd be disappointed more, more than anyone. That they're, they're just as determined as 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 an ex-person. And for fans just to shout and berate and use expletives about your own players, I just find that just just ridiculous. Trips was being called out. Even the the thing we said earlier on on, on Twitter when somebody said had said that Trippier was the worst fullback he's seen, worst worst yeah. right back in however many years. 
I go back to what I said earlier. Has he has he seen the likes of Dean Dean Austin and um, God countless others that we've had in that time? Trippier's uh, a good defender. He's a good yeah. player. You know, he's not having a great time, but he's not Absolutely. a bad player. He may not, yeah. you know, he may not be Danny Alves, you know, or or Walker, you know, or He's a good player. I think you know we had it in the summer. If you don't. You know, we're all disappointed not to sign anything, sign players. I don't want to go on over it now because you have been over it before. But, you know, everybody's just distraught. If we're not in the Champions League, it's like life is over. You know, well, we're still a, you know, you go every, you go every week and stuff. And it's still an awful lot of joy to be, uh, to be got out of football. I think sometimes people forget to take the joy out of uh, following a, your club. And, Absolutely. You know, and I, I think that's, that's true. I th- uh, yeah, there's definitely lots of meltdowns. But, um, yeah. You know, I'm not. I'm not averse to one myself now and again, you know. <laughs> yeah, look, it, it, it's, it's human nature. Like I said, in, in, in the defence of those people behind me who are sh- shouting expletives, they are conveying what they feel. Um, when they shout, wake the fuck up, Spurs, um, wake up, Spurs, etc., that's not going to make any difference to um, to the Spurs players. They're not going to hear that and, and respond to it. I'm sure they're very self-aware. Um, it, that's just their reaction. They're just conveying how they feel. I, I, in one sense, I understand that. I just think that sometimes a little, it's a little bit OTT. Um, but you know, that's that. And, and as, as you said earlier, um, uh, Gilly, that, that it's it isn't life or death. It, yes, it's it's important, but also. Um, Sometimes people, yeah, as you said, there's a joy to be had watching following Spurs, and uh, and sometimes people just get too, I don't know, serious is the right word, too fixated with things, and just well, like with your example, Jab, the advice is so bad, isn't it? It's not like it, that's not going to get them a position next to Pochettino coaching, is it? They're best, no. to, they're best off ignoring it, aren't they? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I, I we, say very quickly, if you don't mind yeah, me, saying, sure. I think any away win is a good win. I don't care if it's the bottom team or mid-table. Well, I think in the Premier League, if you go away and win, I just think that's you know that's a really good win, and you, you take yeah. three points and go yeah. on. I think you know it's it's not easy anywhere. Doesn't mean all the other teams you go to are, are really good, or you know they may not be up there with the 70s Holland or whatever. But it's tough going away from home. You know, yeah, you know this. Yeah, three three points. Thank you very much. On to the next one and. Uh, that first half was smash and grab they, they had some good defending and we went forward three times and scored three goals so I'll take that every day of the week yeah. and do you know it's 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 fine fine lines honestly at 3-0 I thought we were going to push on get a fourth and and Wolves weren't weren't going to get get a look in and we we made a couple of stupid mistakes um, but that happens um, but we, we've got the right but we've, we've got the win and we and do that a lot try, though Jav we like yeah. to keep teams interested <laughs> We we do certainly like to entertain. It must have been a great game for for a neutral, but um, at that time this may be a little bit of a nerve wracking one for us. But we, we've got the three points, and and coming away from Molyneux, dri- driving down, um, both David and I were were, were, were reflecting upon that, and it, it's with any away game. If you go away and you've lost the match, you can feel really de- deflated. If it's a long train journey or a long. Uh, drive back home it, it's awful um, yesterday wasn't it didn't feel like when we for example gone to Old, Old Trafford and won or, or, or some of the sort of famous other victories we've had away from home it wasn't euf- we weren't euphoric but 
we were just I suppose relieved we got the job done away from home and I think as fans we were happy with that um, but, I mean, but certainly it was, it was my first visit to Molyneux I think it was David, David as well and uh, it's something that probably we'll look, look back on and, and um, it will provide sort of good, 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 good memories and I think that, that's, that's important it, it, sometimes with, 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 with football we just get too fixated with um, stuff and, and too caught up and and and, and things and and, and 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 we sort of forget the the joy that football brings um, and and maybe take that for granted. Right, final question. Um, right at the beginning of the season, I asked listeners to um, come up with some come up with a reoccurring question that uh, that we could ask guests each week or first time guests or, or guests who well, guests who appeared on, appeared on the podcast for the first time this season um, and. And Gilly, you at the time sent a question that that that, that we liked, and, and we decided to to to, to um, read out at the at the end of um, each pod. Um, and now you get the opportunity to answer your your own question, which was, which Spurs player would you like to travel to and sit with at an away game? Well, firstly, I will repeat that there's such a such a nice lot of lads. I think so. You could have lot choice of lots of them. I would go with Lamella. I would think. Um, I like the way he plays football, so it might be interesting to sit next to him, you know, and see he sees those angles that many people don't. So, you know, I'm sure I'd learn lots from that. But mostly, I just think he seems a really nice guy, and the way they all call him Coco, Coco or Coco, whatever it is, and he seems to be a really popular fella. He's got loads of energy, so if you're going on a long train trip up north, I'm sure he won't mind going to and fro the bar for, uh, you know, for beer and snacks and stuff. So I think that's probably uh, that's probably the main reason. Uh, I think it'd be really good, you know, it'd be really energetic. If I forget my program, you go, oh, I'll just run off and get it for you. So it could be very useful, I think, as well, all that energy. Excellent. There you have it. Right. Um, the next podcast we will record a week today, Sunday evening. Um, until then, firstly, thank you, Gilly. Thank you. Thank you very much. John, as ever, thank you. Cheers, Jav. Cheers, Gilly. Thank you very much for coming on. Thanks, um, John. My guest next week, I hope to. Um, have on the pod um, not confirmed but hopefully it will be Aaron Wolf and uh, Windy Coys um, both of whom present their own podcasts uh, the first time long time podcast Aaron does and uh, the extra inch podcast Windy does so two podcasting legends hopefully will join us a week today until then the future's bright the future's lily white good night Tottenham, stick it and let go. Come on, Tottenham, don't be so bloody slow. You are the first team, the last team. My dreams have ever seen. Put on that lily white and run onto that green. White Hart Lane has seen its pain, it's had its loads of nights. We've fought our team through thick and thin and all those boring nights. And when the game is done, we'll sing a song and talk it out all night. Hey! Come on, Tottenham, stick it in the goal. So bloody slow, you are the first team, the last team, my dreams have ever seen. Pull on that lily white and run on to that green. Oh, we've seen them come, we've seen them go, the names up on our shirt. Gods have failed as men are hailed and faces in the dirt. Now gather round and sing it out and we'll talk out over her.